Catechesis with Pope Benedict the Sistine. Saint Peter the Fisherman. Catechesis by Papa Benedict the Sixteenth, on the seventeenth of May, two thousand and six. Dear brothers and sisters, in the new series of catechesis, we have sought, first of all, to better understand what the Church is, what the Lord's idea is about this His new family. Then we have said that the Church exists in people, and we have seen that the Lord has entrusted this new reality, the Church, to the twelve apostles. Now we want to see them one by one, so as to understand through people. What it means to live the church, what it means to follow Jesus. We begin with Saint Peter. After Jesus, Peter is the character most known and cited in the New Testament writings. He is mentioned 154 times with the nickname of Petros, stone, rock, which is the Greek translation of the Aramaic name given to him directly by Jesus. Cephas, attested to nine times above all in Paul's letters. Then must be added the name Simon, used frequently, seventy-five times, which is the Greek form of his original Hebrew name, Simeon. Son of John, or in the Aramaic form, Bar Jonah, son of Jonah. Simon was from Bethsaida, a small town to the east of the Sea of Galilee, from where Philip also came. And naturally, Andrew, the brother of Simon. He spoke with a Galilean accent. He too, like his brother, was a fisherman, with the family of Zebedee, the father of James and John. He ran a small fishing business on the lake of Genezaret. He must therefore have enjoyed a certain economic comfort, and was motivated by a sincere religious interest, by a desire for God. He wanted God to intervene in the world. A desire that impelled him to go with his brother all the way to Judea, to follow the preaching of John the Baptist. He was a believing, practicing Jew, trustful of the active presence of God in the history of his people, and grieved not to see God's powerful action in the events of which he was at the time a witness. He was married, and his mother-in-law, healed one day by Jesus, lived in the city of Capernaum. In the house in which Simon also stayed when he was in that city, recent archaeological excavations have brought to light, under the octagonal mosaic paving of a small Byzantine church, traces of a more ancient church built in that house, as graffiti with invocations to Peter testify. The Gospels inform us that Peter was among the first four disciples of the Nazarene, to whom a fifth was added. According to the custom of every rabbi, to have five disciples. When Jesus went from five to twelve disciples, the newness of his mission was clear. He was not one of the many rabbis, but came to gather together the eschatological Israel, symbolized by the number twelve, which was that of the tribes of Israel. Simon appears in the Gospels with a decisive and impulsive character. He is ready to assert his own reasons, even with force. Think of him using the sword in the Garden of Olives. At the same time, he is also at times ingenuous and fearful, and yet honest, all the way to the most sincere repentance. 
The Gospels enable us to follow his spiritual journey step by step. The starting point is the call by Jesus. It happened on an ordinary day, while Peter was busy with his work as a fisherman. Jesus was by the lake of Gennesaret, and a crowd had gathered around him to listen to him. The number of listeners created a certain discomfort. The teacher saw two boats moored by the shore. The fishermen had disembarked and were washing their nets. So he asked to board the boat, which was Simon's, and requested him to put out from the shore. Sitting on that improvised seat, Jesus began to teach the crowds from the boat. And thus the boat of Peter becomes the chair of Jesus. When he finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Simon replied, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing, but at your word I will let down the nets. Jesus, who was a carpenter, was not an expert fisherman. Yet Simon the fisherman trusted this rabbi, who did not give him answers, but called him to have trust. Simon's reaction to the miraculous catch is that of astonishment and trepidation. Lord, depart from me, for I am a sinner. Jesus responds by inviting him to trust and to be open to a project that surpasses all his expectations. Do not be afraid. Henceforth you will be a fisher of men. Peter could not yet imagine that one day he would arrive in Rome and that here he would be the fisher of men for the Lord. He accepted this surprising call, letting himself be involved in this great adventure. He was generous, he recognized his limits, but he believed in the one who was calling him and followed the dream of his heart. He said, Yes, a courageous and generous, yes, and became a disciple of Jesus. Peter lived another significant moment on his spiritual pathway, near Caesarea Philippi, when Jesus put a precise question to the apostles. Who do people say that I am? For Jesus, however, the response of hearsay was not enough. From those who had accepted to be personally involved with him, he wanted an outlet for their personal position. Therefore he pressed on, And who do you say that I am? And Peter responded on behalf of the others, You are the Christ, that is, the Messiah. This response by Peter, which did not come from his flesh and blood, but was given to him by the Father who is in heaven, bears in it as in a seed the future confession of faith of the Church. However, Peter had not yet understood the profound content of Jesus' messianic mission, the new meaning of this word, Messiah. He shows this a little later by inferring that the Messiah whom he was following in his dreams is very different from the true project of God. In front of the announcement of the Passion, he was scandalized and protested, prompting a lively reaction from Jesus. Peter wanted a divine man as Messiah, who would fulfill the expectations of the people by imposing on everyone his power. It is also our desire that the Lord impose his power and immediately transform the world. 
Jesus presents himself as the human God, the servant of God, who upsets the expectations of the crowd by taking a pathway of humility and suffering. It is the great either-or that we too must always learn anew. To favour our own expectations by rejecting Jesus, or to welcome Jesus and the truth of his mission, and to put aside our too human expectations. Peter, impulsive as he was, did not hesitate to take Jesus aside and reproach him. Jesus' response made all his false expectations collapse, calling him to conversion and to follow him. Get behind me, Satan, because you are not thinking according to God, but according to men. It is not for you to show me the road. I take my own road, and you should follow me. Peter thus learnt what it means to truly follow Jesus. It is his second call, analogous to the call of Abraham in Genesis 22, after that of Genesis 12. If any man wishes to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Because whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his own life for my sake and that of the gospel will save it. It is the demanding law of following Christ. The need to know how to renounce, if necessary, the whole world, so as to save true values, to save one's soul, to save the presence of God in the world. Even if with difficulty, Peter welcomes the invitation and continues his pathway in the footsteps of the Master. And it seems to me that these different conversions of St. Peter and his whole figure are a great consolation and a great lesson for us. We too have a desire for God. We too want to be generous. But we too expect God to be strong in the world and to immediately transform the world according to our ideas, according to the needs that we see. God chooses a different path. God chooses the way of transformation of hearts in suffering and in humility. And we, like Peter, must always convert anew. We must follow Jesus and not precede him. It is he who shows us the way. Thus, Peter tells us, You think you have the recipe and must transform Christianity, but it is the Lord who knows the road. It is the Lord who says to me, who says to you, Follow me. And we must have the courage and humility to follow Jesus, because he is the way, the truth, and the life. The time has come to lay it down find it all in you more than this world could ever give in one glimpse of you the fire burns within my soul love too loud it won't let go 
Love.